0: Friday, August 11th, 2023, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, here with you once again, hosting the Talk Film Society podcast with my co-host for this show, Siobhan Irving. Hello, Siobhan.
1: Hello, Marcelo. Another podcast.
0: Another podcast. Another one. Another one. Blockbusters is the general topic, the umbrella of what this series is. Uh, There's one movie coming out that has a bloodsucker in it. That's right. Dracula himself. We're talking Ah, Dracula Dracula this episode.
1: We love Dracula around here. We love that. We love Mr. Dracula. My favorite thing about Dracula is that time that he spent on a boat. Honestly I think I think we can all say that I think
0: we can all say We <sighs> loved it, it when Dracula was on a boat
1: What was, uh, it was the uh, it, it was named after like a, 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 a god or something right Named after Hold on I'm off mic Named after a god What are you talking about A goddess I believe uh, Demeter Yeah Demeter right She oh. was the daughter of the deities Cronus and, and Rhea are you just reading that? Sister of Zeus. Okay. I didn't know that. Actually. She's the goddess of agriculture. We all know that.
0: Uh, hey, I learn something new every day. Um, that's right. The last voyage of the Demeter. That's the movie of the week. That's what everybody should be hyped for. It's opening this weekend. And we're here to talk about it. One of us saw it. I'm not going to say who. Uh, but we also saw at least another movie about vampires that we'll also talk about. Um, but we'll get to that in a bit. So, yeah, uh, just stay tuned. We'll talk about The Last Voyage of Demeter and Vampire Movies here in a bit. But, okay. Blockbusters, again, I mean, I've said it before. Um, uh, we, we're in the midst of a strike, but we're still, I mean, and we're pro-union. But we, uh, Siobhan, how are you feeling about the summer blockbusters
1: of 2023? <laughs> Well, uh, we talk about this every week, and I just gotta say, they're looking fine, baby. (laughs) Every week, every week, I'm checking the, the, what's out there in the theaters, what's in the the dailies, and, uh, I just get so excited. The box office returns, what's going to the studios and not the actors or writers. (laughs) Uh, I just love that stuff. And it's looking all so good right now. And it just makes me so happy every time I see a movie. Ever Period. and I just I love that stuff. Now, have I been to any movies this summer? <laughs> oh, Marcelo! <laughs> oh, come on!
0: Is that that's a no?
1: Well, not not exactly no, but do I love it just as as, as much? Of course, of course, I love it.
0: What has been the best movie theater experience of your life? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what?
1: Uh, okay. Uh, I could say something extremely nerdy, but I'm gonna go with uh, an actual movie. Seeing Gravity and oh. feel like that. That's a movie that like I totally felt like I had like a totally sensory experience with, where like I really was like feeling every single bit of that movie's. Emotion and action and stuff like with my whole body, and uh, I was so so moved by that theatrical experience, um, and uh, uh, so so much so that I refuse to watch the movie ever again. Like I don't I don't want to taint that that memory. Uh, you've only seen it once. Yeah, and it was in two thousand thirteen or whatever yeah. when that came out.
0: Uh, Where and I asked this because I knew the answer. Um and uh, I I just saw that it was released in August of 2013. We're coming up on the 10 year anniversary of Gravity.
1: Haven't seen it for 10 years out in the ah. theatrical house. And uh, but but yeah, me and my mother both had sim- like the same experience. Uh, we both loved it. Um and. Yeah, I would call that maybe like the ideal theatrical experience, where you're like you get just totally swept away by it. There's other ones I like for other reasons as well, but in terms of feeling connected to the movie of feel of feeling and an, an like a, a total disconnect between like yourself, you know, like or like you you your brain shuts off and you're just a part of the movie, you know. Like, have do you ever? Have you ever felt that?
0: I know what you're talking about. I uh, but like I can't think of the last one I felt that way. Uh, I can't remember the last one that affected me that much. I should say maybe the and, ending. Maybe the ending of Oppenheimer. I kind of felt that way. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: and, and similar things, right? <laughs>
0: what between Gravity <laughs> and Oppenheimer?
1: Uh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. To- <laughs> Boy. Or not, or not. I don't know. Uh Marcel? So, so you you don't think you've ever had like a total, like kind of out of body experience where you just feel like you are a part of the film?
0: Ah, uh, see, the way you're describing it uh, to me uh, makes
1: it seem like I I'm, don't literally never... think I'm up there on screen <laughs> with Sandra Bullock. Like I just um, Wait, I'm like not? totally swept okay. away by it. Nothing else in my life matters. Like nothing else is in my head. I'm just watching. Sandra Bullock uh, dream of uh, George Clooney or whatever uh, have the man have the dead man guide her by the hand to uh, the the jetpack or whatever that she had to do to drive home and it's been 10 years since I've seen the movie but do you know what I'm talking about? You have to.
0: I kind of do but it, I, I'm having a hard time sort of just just saying, yes, you're, you're, I, I've had a, a, the exact experience. I haven't had the exact experience that you've had, it feels like. It's, it seems like you were really immersed in gravity.
1: The movie. Immersion. Yeah, a yeah, total yeah. immersion. That's yeah. probably the better way to put it.
0: But, uh, I, don't, I I mean, I've had experiences. Maybe I just watch movies differently. I, I watch a movie and I just think, I I know all throughout the runtime that this is a movie. That I'm appreciating it. Appreciating it. I get lost in the story. I get lost in that aspect of it. But I still you know, keep my senses. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'm gonna lift off <laughs> its floats towards Come the screen. On. Don't be condescending, <laughs> I'm not condescending. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not condescending.
1: <laughs> What's your best theater experience then? What what was it? It was seeing Deadstream on the fucking <laughs> South by Southwest. Is that it?
0: How dare you now now? When you the make girl pick the guy's
1: nose and everybody <laughs> win ew
0: <laughs> Okay, look. Uh, in comparison, I would say I w- my favorite experiences are like seeing movies in the theater where I feel the energy of like a crowd getting into a movie and I mm. and I and I and I absorb that energy and that makes me um, excited okay that's how i yeah. that's the, the those are my that's like that's immer, a, that's a fast my and
1: furious or a john wick can give you those
0: yeah like a thrill like for example um this is not this is not number one or a um, horror film obviously i know number one my, but like my number maybe a last five.
1: film uh, a last voyage of the Demeter, perhaps
0: maybe we'll get to that in a second but maybe top five top ten experiences with seeing the ray two at south by southwest like at a midnight show and just the entire crowd, like every like bone crack, every slice, like every like gruesome punch in that movie, the entire theater was like gasping and like going crazy for it. And I and I was there for the ride. And that movie still holds up. I it's it's it was a experience watching it in a theater and then watching it at home. Part of it is like me remembering that experience, but then also part of it is yeah, the movie's great on its own. So. That's how I connect with a movie going experience. I don't think I'm going to like <laughs> float away. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to float away. I wasn't grabbing my chair, scared that I was going to you know, drift away. No, <laughs> no. It's
1: just that you forget yourself. Okay, listen. First, I'm, it it's basically that same thing where no, you're like, you're, no, you're, you're right. With a, crowd of people who do feel the same way. I I feel like I was that day.
0: Siobhan, you're right. I'm just just making fun. Or,
1: like, when I was in the theater, like, with, uh, like, it was, like, opening night of The Conjuring or whatever, and, like, you're with like, a hundred other people, 150 other people that are, like, that are, like, ah! Whenever, uh, you know, the ghost or goblin pops out of the bed sheet and, like, (laughs) everybody gets scared, like, that stuff's great. You live for that, don't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, okay, and then, yeah, I I, I tend to forget about everything else when I'm watching a movie and that happens for me. Um, Mm -hmm. It's harder for me to do that when watching a movie at home, like, sort of, like, separate myself and sort of, like, drift into that headspace of watching a movie and being enveloped enveloped in it, right? I don't have that at home as much as in in a movie theater, because... That dark space, you know, the you can hear people gasping and you know being excited or being scared. That energy to me, that that takes me away. That that uh, uh, helps me forget, you know, the real world for however may, for however long. So, I get it, Chavon. Okay. Uh, all right. So, blockbusters. That's the series we're doing. Right. We're talking vampires.
1: Yeah, we're talking
0: vampires. Um, hold on. Before we get to that. Let's let's just talk about some news, okay? News. Uh, Siobhan, open up the news bag. What's going on in the news?
1: Ah, here's our first piece of news. What, uh, unwrap it. What does it say? Uh, uh, the uh, 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 Cheryl Hines. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop you right there. Is posing in a okay, is posing in a picture with Woody Harrelson wearing a Kennedy 2024 hat.
0: <laughs> I saw that before I logged in. Um to this <laughs> recording. Uh, yeah, so Woody Harrelson pro RFK Jr. Uh, Cheryl Hines is married to RFK Jr. How does that make you feel, Siobhan?
1: <laughs> uh uh, Woody Harrelson seems like a psychopath uh, <laughs> Cheryl Hines seems like a psychopath uh, Robert F Kennedy jr. probably a stand-up guy yeah. so uh, <laughs> so I support them all
0: great uh, all right I have my bit of news here uh, Barbie uh, the the biggest movie of the summer just crossed a billion dollars
1: Woo, that's Office. a lot of that's a lot of uh, shoes she can buy with that
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Javon, uh early box office game here um, take a guess how many movies have crossed a billion dollars at the box office take a guess
1: Ooh, baby um it's gotten bigger in recent years it's gotten more that's the it thing to do uh is to get a billion dollars <laughs> So there's been four DC movies I think that have made a billion dollars. So just just within DC, there's four. Okay. Um, uh, of course, Aquaman, Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight, and uh, Joker. Um, now, um, now let's think of Marvel. Holy fuck! Um, damn, a good decent one of those. Probably all three Spider Man. Definitely the most recent Spider Man. I know that. Definitely all four Avengers movies, right? Uh, so, so just within Marvel, I would say like a, at least like a dozen. So we're up to sixteen just from two franchises. Okay,
0: <laughs> uh, so uh, this is taking longer than I thought. But, just but give but me a number. No, it's on. not.
1: It's not. We've hit the big franchises. So, uh, from there, I have to say, how, how many outliers are there? There's, like, a Harry Potter movie that hit it. There's, like, a Transformers that might have. I know there's at least one Fast and Furious that did. So, we're going to head up to 29, I think. That's my final answer.
0: Uh, You are low. Guess again. Uh, 45. You are low. Guess one more time.
1: What? Jesus. Uh... 15.59.
0: Uh, oh, too high. You were so close. 53. 53. Huh. 53. Uh, Barbie is the 53rd uh, movie to hit billion.
1: a billion dollars. First directed by a female.
0: Yes. Or, yes, yeah, solely directed by a female, I believe. Oh, yeah. There might be one that was co-directed by a female, I Captain think. Captain Marvel or something? I don't know. If that one made a billion, I'm not even sure. I doubt it. No. Um, but, yeah, solely a female director who made a billion-dollar movie. Um, And, hey, I, I did, did you see this where Margot Robbie in her press circuit, uh, somebody asked her about, you know, do you think Barbie's going to hit a billion or something? Or tell me about how you pitched it to Warner Brothers. She pitched it. Think of big name director plus IP property. Now think of Greta Wig plus Barbie. That'll give you a billion dollar movie. That's what she said. Margot Robbie pitched this movie. She's a producer on it on Barbie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Many returns. Yeah, I'm sure.
0: She made a chunk of money. Uh, Do do you think they gave her a check for like you know, ten million dollars? Like here you go. Probably
1: yeah on one of those big checks. Well, on the big check. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Do you think they keep those big checks in the Warner Brothers uh, water tower? (laughs) Uh, That's the news. Also, rest in peace, William Friedkin. Great director. One of the greatest. Uh, And also, Robbie Robertson from the band. uh, And music, uh, music
1: supervisor for a lot of Scorsese movies. Two greats lost. Uh, to, uh, the, just really quick, first uh, fa- favorite favorite freakin' from you. Uh, that's tough. I love a lot of them. Um, I, I, I uh, for me, I'll, for me, I'll go for. It. I'll, I'll just I'm, I'm going to say cruising. Uh, I yeah. saw it very recently, and like I was so taken by it. It's such a cool fucking movie. It's rad. Uh,
0: uh, I mean, uh, the obvious might be like The French Connection or The Exorcist, like two classics back to back. Uh, he, he won Best Picture for The French Connection in 71, and then he just turned right around and made The Exorcist in 73. Uh, it's a hell of a one-two punch. But I want to shout out. I know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fucking insane. He was fucking insane. The Sorcerer. Sorry. Sorcerer is great if you haven't seen it. It's amazing.
1: I need to see that, yeah.
0: Uh, and also, To Live and Die in LA. Great, great movie. Yeah. Uh, I think to live and die in LA's car chase scene might be better than the chase in French connection. Take that to the wow. Bank. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a, a lot more I need to see. Uh, uh, also shout out to killer Joe. Uh, 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 incredible movie. Yeah. Killer Joe is wild. Yeah. I really like that movie. Yeah. And he's got another movie, uh, in the pipeline that'll come out later this year. Damn. Like, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah didn't the cane of the cane mutiny court martial, um, it's 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 gonna hit a film festival soon and i'm not sure where it'll be released or when it'll be released but yeah he made one more movie before he passed away so William Friedkin, rest in peace uh and also robbie robertson i've been buying a lot of vinyl records recently unfortunately um uh, i had to get into another hobby uh, but i picked up uh the king of comedy vinyl and he was a music producer on that robbie robertson uh And it's it's great. Um, And he's done a lot more Scorsese projects. And he also did um, *Killing of a Flower*, *Killers of the Flower Moon*. He's he's a composer on that, Robert Robertson. He did that before he passed away. One of the best, I think. And also, uh, go watch *The Last Waltz* if you haven't seen that, the Scorsese uh, rock concert documentary with um, Robert Robertson in it. So, have you seen *The Last Waltz*? Nope. See that. That's it. That's 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 your homework. See that eventually, Uh, and that's it. Eventually, all right. That's the news. We're gonna glide into the vampire thing here in a bit as we open up. But first, but first, what have we been watching?
1: I'll just I'll just start. Okay, do it. So uh, a couple weeks ago, me and my mother we watched through the Insidious films one through four. I had a really good time. I'm a fan of the franchise. Um, I think the first three are rock-solid, good good ghost movies. I think the fourth one is fine. And the fifth one, uh, right back to that rock-solid, good-ass ghost movie. Uh, Patrick Wilson did a fantastic job directing. Uh, There is a very nice original song uh, over the end credits uh, sung by Patrick Wilson. That was just an absolute delight to hear. Uh, good scares in there. It wraps up. Or, it, 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 yeah, I wouldn't say it wraps up necessarily. It continues that story of that family from the first two films in a very satisfying and I think smart way. Um, so, Insidious: The Red Door, uh, two thumbs up. Uh, and then, I mean, I hey, have
0: a, let me interject here and say,
1: hey, that's summer blockbuster you saw. That's summer blockbuster. Yeah, it came, but it came home. I didn't get to, to see it in theater.
0: But also um, the biggest uh, hit uh, with the biggest horror movie uh, box office wise of the year is uh, the Red Door
1: uh, certainly will not last long uh, wait the- one more question
0: please please okay. please okay 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 without spoilers tell me did you want wait hold on how do let me phrase this in a way where you won't spoil me um, if I were looking to get my Rose Byrne fix would I be disappointed in this movie?
1: I will say that <clears throat> you may be a little disappointed. Just a little.
0: Okay. I figured. I mean, the trailers didn't make it seem she was in it that much. So,
1: all right. Then. You, you, you won't be totally upset, but you okay. will probably be a bit disappointed.
0: All right. I'm still going to see it. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't think it's playing in theaters anymore. Um, I'll probably watch it at home.
1: All right. All right. Yep, I went from one horror franchise to another. Um, and I decided to catch up on the Conjuring movies. Uh, previously I had I saw Conjuring 1 and the first two Annabelles in theaters. Um, and uh, Conjuring 1 was great at the time. I rewatched it earlier this year, didn't care for it one way or the other. I it's still a well made movie, but I don't know, didn't hit. Um, but it was a great time in the theater, and then uh. <clears throat> Annabelle one thought was total trash. Uh, Annabelle two was like, "This is fine, I guess, whatever." And I just basically I just resigned myself. I, I never wanted to continue the franchise, but I decided to do it recently on a whim because I got a recommendation from somebody that I that I trust to watch Annabelle three, and I have a stupid sick brain that won't let me just skip to Annabelle three. So I'm catching up on the what I missed in between. So I saw Conjuring 2, The Nun, and Curse of La Lorana. Conjuring 2, uh, really good, actually. I, I mean, James Wan, there's, you're going to get a certain level of quality from him always, I think. And uh, is it his best work? No. Um, but I... I think I liked it a bit more than I liked uh, the first Conjuring. It kind of goes in a bit more action-y direction, like what he did with uh, Insidious, I'd say, which is cool. I liked it a lot. Um, and uh, The Nun, uh, I thought it was nearly unwatchable. Uh, it's just a really bad movie, but the, I was so shocked by Curse of Leleron. Um, I had a great time watching it. Uh, really just fun ghost movie, I thought. Um uh, set in the 1700s or something? Or hmm. no, 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 that one's set in modern. The, the Nun is set in the 1700s. Oh, okay. Curse of Latheron is like modern day, uh, but uh, really good. Really, totally, like, really good. And I, I, I don't like that that's the one they like to push off as like or like pretend that this isn't like a conjuring movie or whatever, because like it's, it's absolutely good, I think. Uh, but I've got Annabelle three and the conjuring, the devil made me do it still to get to. And I'm sure I'll update you in a future episode on that. And then finally I watched Puss in Boots, the last wish last night. And, uh, the movie's cute.
0: All I got to say, I
1: I didn't, I didn't pay too close attention to it. I was just like, had it on the background. I was like, that's good. I like it.
0: Well, good. I'm happy. Uh, I should watch that, but I haven't seen, cause that's the secret. Sequ- there's how many, how many Puss in Boots movies are there? Do you know? I think this is just the second yeah, one. It's just, there's just two, right? I haven't yeah. seen. And then, you know, the Shreks, there's like four of those, right? I'm not a big fan of the Shrek movies. Uh, I, ha- to- I haven't seen Puss in Boots one, but I kept hearing this new Puss in Boots is good. I think we talked about it somewhat on the, uh, Oscar
1: show last year or this past year. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it got a lot of, like, best animated film talk. Uh, people do love this movie a lot, and I see why. Um, its animation style's good. It's got this nice blend of, like, the, the type of 3D animation we've been seeing, but with, like, flourishes that are kind of unique to it, like, uh, that seem like they're having fun more, uh, being more painterly with it, which is cool.
0: Are you happy that Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse changed... The game for animation.
1: Oh, absolutely. I the the Pixar style was getting so overplayed. Animation kind of got to a place of stagnation where they were like got to this like vaguely realistic human characters, and then like that's it uh, for a long time. And uh, I didn't like that, and it has largely turned me off of animation. Uh, That's one of the reasons, anyway. And because of Spider-Verse, like, I, I've seen both of them in theaters, and because I, I was just, like, so taken by the animation, it, like, gets you excited about the medium again.
0: I agree. I, I, I think I will see that Mutant Mayhem movie uh, this weekend, since I have free time and my girlfriend is out of town. That,
1: that one's got a very interesting kind of sketchy look to it. You know? Yeah. Like, we, I think that's cool.
0: We talked about it some last week. Uh, sight unseen, except for the trailers. But, yeah, looks interesting. I'll give it a shot. Um, and I'll report back next episode, I'm sure. Uh, did you finish your...
1: What you're watching, Pyle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I went for the blockbusters. That's what I saw.
0: Uh, all right. I watched a few movies this past week, to no one's surprise. I'm going to talk about two of them right here, and then we'll talk vampires after that. I saw Barbie again.
1: What's, what, what, what viewing is this?
0: Five. Four? Five! Holy <laughs> hell. So I've seen Barbie five times now. Now... Siobhan, you've known me for
1: at least a year, right? Uh, yeah, at least a year. Uh, I think it's a little bit more, but yeah, at least mm, like
0: you know, eighteen months,
1: maybe. You know,
0: yeah, something, something around there, sixteen. Do you do you think I'm insane? Uh, <laughs> or or maybe that's not the PC word to say. It. Do you think I'm
1: not well? Um, do you think I have a problem? Uh, no, uh, you, you know what genuinely no I, I I think this is your main hobby and I love that you dedicate yourself to it so much uh, now why would one need to see Barbie in a theater five times I don't know I understand the first two one you got a early screen yeah. and, the, and then the other one you with your girlfriend and then the other one you took your girlfriend to do the barmanheimer thing I understand that yeah Um uh the the next three, uh <laughs> Well Look, I, I'm not mad at you about it. I just I, I do question it a little bit, but I also respect that you have the passion for that. And uh I mean I mean what how how different is it than I even though you gotta take a little bit of a, a travel and spend a little money, how different is it than me uh staying here and listening to the same songs I've heard? Thousands of times over and over and over because I I've been listening to this one album, uh, like basically on repeat for most of this year. <laughs> so like, or like, I, like, I, like, how, how different is that as a, as like, cr- you can call me crazy for that. That's it. It is your thing. And I like, I like that you do that. Or I've spent 1500 hours in fucking destiny two, And I'd say 300 of those hours were good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you know,
0: Well, I'll say this about Barbie. It's what we were talking about, or what I was saying uh, earlier about... But yes, you are insane. Okay, thank you. Uh, I just wanted you to say that. Okay, send this to my therapist later. I am just saying that, like, for a movie like Barbie, and also last year, the movie I did this uh, with uh, was Top Gun Maverick. I can say the same thing about that. Then the year before that, well, pandemic, pandemic... Uh, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. I saw that a lot of times in theaters. I I, I I don't know. I get a charge from the movie's great one, and then two for Barbie more really for Barbie in particular. Seeing it with a crowd, it's great. It's it, it's it is truly funny. Uh, it gets some great responses. And this past week when I saw it for a fifth time, I did see it with my girlfriend and her family because they hadn't seen it yet. And my girlfriend wanted to see it again, and I, of course, wanted to see it again. So we all saw Barbie on a Tuesday, you know, in the middle of Texas nowhere, um, and, like, with four other people in the audience, like, Tuesday morning show, and we still had a great time. Uh, That's The Power of Barbie. Uh, I might see it again. Who knows? I'm definitely going to see Oppenheimer again.
1: That's The Power of Barbie.
0: Thank you um, for that interpolation of um, Power of Love. I, yeah, I'm going to see Oppenheimer again. That's going to be my fourth time seeing it. Um, uh, Then that'll be it for Oppenheimer, maybe. Uh, But yeah, I mean, come on. I watch movies repeatedly in theaters. That's my obsession. That's my problem. Um, So that's Barbie. That's time number five. We'll see how many times it ends up being by the end of its theatrical run. One more thing I want to talk about, and I'll, I'll talk about this briefly. It's just interesting to me. I saw Ghostbusters um, uh, for the however manyth time. I've seen it so many times as a kid and as an adult. But this time, I saw the preview cut of Ghostbusters. Siobhan, do you know anything about this?
1: The preview cut of Ghostbusters? No, I have no idea.
0: I wrote a lengthy review of it. Longer its. blowjob scene? Uh, actually, I don't think the blowjob scene is in this cut.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, don't! I wouldn't watch this.
0: Or or maybe I blinked and I missed it, but it's 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 a different version of Ghostbusters. Uh, let, let me get into it. Um, I wrote a lengthy uh, review of it on my letterbox, which apparently nobody saw because uh, <laughs> I got two likes. So thanks a lot, guys. Um, wrote like two hundred words. I'm on lucky to get two
1: likes. I'm lucky to get two
0: likes. <laughs> I want at least three for the effort I put into this review. That's why I'm saying it on the show now. Uh, so I heard people in L.A., or maybe it was New York, a, a big city. I'm in Austin. I don't get all the special screenings, all right? I'm still jealous of people on the coasts, okay? I have special screenings. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see the new Neil Breen movie after this recording, okay? Hell, yeah. I get special screenings, but I don't get all the special screenings. People in the jerk-off coasts at the draft houses that weren't that aren't, that aren't here, there weren't any screenings of this here, in New York and L.A., they were showing this preview cut of Ghostbusters. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What is this? People on Twitter were saying, this preview cut of Ghostbusters is is, is revelatory. Uh, it's a different movie now. I'm like, what? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So this preview cut of Ghostbusters, the story behind it is when they were remastering Ghostbusters and when they were like uh, pulling uh, things for like the special features on like one of the discs – some dude just found like a Betamax copy of an alternate cut of Ghostbusters that they showed to a preview screening, you know, months before its release, uh, with alternate takes, and it's a little bit longer, and it's it does feel like a different movie. Uh, certain lines are different. Um, some some beats are different. Some comic com- comedic beats. So I had to dig this up. I had to find this because I was jealous of people who saw this alternate cut of Ghostbusters. They play it in theaters uh, for like one night. I think they have additional showtimes, but I'm not going to get to these screenings in LA or New York. The only way to see it legally, and and let me emphasize this, legally is by buying like the five disc 4K box set of the Ghostbusters movies that is now out of print. It's like worth like $500 if you have this collector's edition set. The preview cut is on there. As far as I know, that's the only legally—that's the only way to see it de- legally. So what did I do? I'm not going to tell you how I got this uh, uh, version of Ghostbusters uh, to play at my home. I'm not going to tell you that. What I'm going to tell you is I saw it. It is interesting. It does feel like a different movie. It And it makes me appreciate how uh, important the editing process is. Because if they were to release the movie as it was in the preview cut with these alternate takes... With like the comedic beat the 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 they use like different takes and like I said the comedic beats are different. It still feels like an 80s movie, but it feels like a very generic 80s movie. I think Ghostbusters is great. I think the the theatrical cut the original cut of Ghostbusters is smart funny because of the editing it turns out because if they use like the the lame takes they use in this alternate cut, just a standard subpar you know 80s comedy anyway. It's interesting. I like these alternate cuts of movies.
1: Yeah, that's Um, cool. It's cool from a historical perspective. So
0: Yeah, from a historical perspective. And if the FBI wants to track me down for whatever reason, I'm just going to say that. For historical purposes, for archival purposes, I saw this cut. I had to talk about it. It's interesting. I hope they release it in a way where everybody can see it. Because it is worth a watch. No way.
1: There's absolutely no
0: way. Ah, You can wish. I can wish it's yeah, anyway. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I know you're not the biggest Bill Murray fan, right? Oh,
1: certainly not. I hate the man.
0: Yeah. Which uh, is, which is fair, but I forget. Do I, you, I
1: think, do you like, I, Ghostbusters? I have, I have no reverence for ghostbusters or nostalgia or anything, even though I did see this kid, but I have a feeling if I did go back and watch ghostbusters, at least the first one, I would probably enjoy myself. Like I, I, I I'm sure it's a good fun time. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the cult of Ghostbusters is like among the most baffling and annoying that I can think of in, in terms of film fan bases but, uh, but but yeah I'm sure that first movie's great Yeah, and I like Dan Aykroyd, the guy's just so weird, right?
0: Oh yeah, he's a weirdo but yeah, I, I don't like the cult of Ghostbusters, I, that's why in the last few years I kind of like pulled away from being a Ghostbusters fan because the, the fans of it are terrible but yeah. re- revisiting this cut of it and thinking back to the original cut, I think it's still like a good movie. It's not maybe, you know, a masterpiece like a f- like you know that should be considered one of it's the best of all time. Citizen Kane. <laughs> but I think it's it's still a great you know comedy sci-fi movie, paranormal movie I should say. Um, it it's, it still works. Um, but anyway, that's Ghostbusters.
1: Uh, where, where, where do you, you know, this is another one that I feel like is like 80s um, action movie that people have tons of nostalgia for. Uh, maybe action is the wrong word. I'm not sure. But uh, where do action. you place it against? Where do you place it against uh, Back to the Future?
0: Oh, I think uh, that's a good question. I think Back to the Future is better. I think Back to the Future deserves to be called that. I agree. Like masterpiece, like a, a sort of genre defining movie. Um, although Ghostbusters is 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 almost there. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it it to me uh, like removed from it being a franchise because at that point Zemeckis was like, oh no, it's just a one and done deal. Deal. It's just a movie. It's not going to be you know a series. Um, and that ending at the end of, Go- of at the end of Back to the Future one. That was a joke. Like they were never going to make a sequel. <laughs> but then the <laughs> studio was like, "Make a sequel. You made a lot of money." And Zemeckis was like, "Fine, I'll make two more." Um. It, it, but Ghostbusters, on the other hand, it does feel like a franchise. It feels like they're from the start going to make, you know, an IP that was going to be like, it's going to be on kids' toy boxes. Yeah. It's going to be like, it's going to be a huge hit. It's going to we're going to make ten sequels. It had that energy going. Had, so maybe had, what
1: what's a better comparison then? Like maybe Goonies
0: or. Oh, uh, well, I hate Goonies. You can't talk to me about Goonies. I mean, Goonies sucks. Yes, <laughs> I hate, but, yeah. but
1: uh, Gremlins maybe.
0: Because because to, to me, I guess to wrap up that point, Back to the Future One just feels like an actual legit movie movie, like that's sort of uh, separated from although everything's commercial it's like se- separated from that commercial standpoint of like oh this is a blockbuster first and then something else it, to me it, felt, it feels like a movie first back to the future
1: anyway great, great, great. well put very well put yeah. Uh, and yeah i i i see the artistry behind back to the future and appreciate it like very much
0: um, although yeah don't don't get me wrong there's a lot of artistry in, in ghostbusters like the yes, effects yeah, are, are pretty damn cool not. um <clears throat> The a Marshmallow lot of, Man. The Marshmallow yeah, Man. Marshmallow Man's great. You know, no, no, nobody steps Branded. on a. Yeah, uh, nobody steps on a church in my town. That's a great line. There's some artistry <laughs> behind that, but yeah. Again, the blowjob scene, of course. The blowjob scene, of course. Those two things, um, and then the Twinkie third, and then Onion Head fourth. See, iconic stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but like I said, I mean, it 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 was always going to be uh, what uh, what's that word uh, where you see something on screen and you know, it's going to be a toy. Like it, it has that feel, uh, a, a toyetic or something, you know what I'm talking yeah. about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's also got like I already said it, but like, I love Dan Aykroyd's insane fucking conspiracy brain. Like whenever he can get that into something, like I dig it. Like, like yeah. I, I like that. He really thinks that like he, he really thought about ghosts are real. I'm going to make something out of that. Yeah. <laughs> and like ha- how we can like maybe capture ghosts and, suck their juices out of them. me
0: <laughs> that, that was his pitch to, to Sony Pictures it's like alright guys I got this IP first and foremost a ghost's going to suck me off on screen second going to get the best comedy brains of the 80s here to be in this movie um, okay that's Ghostbusters let's wrap that up speaking of the paranormal and spooky things vampires so vampire, <sighs> we had homework to do um we did from, from last time unfortunately i like to say i'm sorry Ugh. uh because i'm the one who forced this on us um i don't remember what the other options were because last episode at the end of it we were like okay what are we gonna do in this episode what are we gonna do next week The Last Voyage of Demeter was coming out. I'm like, okay, vampire movie. Dracula,
1: vampire.
0: Dracula, uh, whatever. whatever, Sucky, sucky. Famous
1: vampire, sucky.
0: What are we going to do for this episode to celebrate specifically blockbuster vampire movies? I uh, forced uh, us to do Van Helsing.
1: Uh, And initially... I was on board for this idea because Van Helsing is something I had never seen before. Me neither. And, uh, like, it feels like a weird blind spot for me. I came out, or I I came out, I existed (laughs) at a time when the movie came out at a time where uh, it would have made a lot of sense for me to see. I know we had the DVD around. I know everybody had the DVD around. It was a pretty popular movie. Yeah. But I never saw it for whatever reason. So I was like, okay, check one off my bucket list, you know. Got about uh, ninety nine more of those, and then I can die.
0: <laughs> now, before we get more into it, I just want to give off some. Um, I just want to rattle down some facts on uh, Van Helsing, directed by Stephen Summers of the Mummy fame, and also The Mummy Returns and GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra, mm. <laughs> uh, starring Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale um released May 7th 2004 Runtime two hours and 11 minutes uh about 30 minutes too long uh this movie sucks this is, this is not good movies <laughs>
1: if I had one word to describe this movie it would be egregious
0: <laughs> um <laughs> I, don't, I I was hoping I uh, honestly I did see... Like some some people on Twitter or whatever, maybe outside of Twitter, I heard I've heard at least one person say Van Helsing, underappreciated.
1: I said this last week, where I said I guarantee, like I bet that's because of nostalgia. I don't mm. think this movie's <laughs> gonna be actually good, and, and I was right because I'm this fucking you. sucks. Yeah, this fucking sucks. Like this isn't, is it unwatchable? It it borderline. Uh, like there's not much interesting about this movie it's very boring the effects are laughably st- bad but not even like like they're stupid like i don't know why the movie looks like this uh um there's some okay like exterior shots at the castle and stuff but like Everything is fucking CG, and I, I I could not figure out why. Nothing's likable about it. Hugh Jackman su- sucks. Uh, Kate Beckinsale's boring. Like uh, there's this is the worst Dracula I have ever seen in a movie. Can you think of a worse Dracula in that you've ever seen?
0: That I've ever seen. Um, a
1: worse portrayal of Dracula. Oh, this guy has no charisma. He has nothing. I don't even know the actor who it is. Uh, I can pull up the actor. No design. He's just like a guy wearing clothes. <laughs> Richard Ro- Roxburgh.
0: Richard yeah. Roxburgh. Uh oh, he's the bad guy in Mission Impossible Two. Your favorite Mission Impossible.
1: Oh fuck, he is. Oh, that's sick. Oh god, I love this guy.
0: <laughs> you 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 changed uh, your tune. There. This man.
1: This man nearly cut. Uh, stabbed uh, uh, Tom Cruise in the eyeball.
0: Wait, hold on one second. Wait a second. Um, isn't he? Isn't Richard Roxborough the guy who was almost Wolverine? Oh, is that true? Uh, let me look this up because that that would that, make that be movie... a fascinating crossover. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean Hugh Jackman versus and, and
1: they're they're real mortal enemies at that point. This on screen end off. This is
0: th- this has. You know, risen the movie up for me now. Like four more stars. Now it's a five star movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I gave it two on Letterbox. Uh, it was it was so hard to pay attention to this. Like I, I really I wanted to look away. I, I, I I've been talking a lot here. Like, do, do you have any other general thoughts?
0: I mean, uh, I I mostly agree with you. I I was almost convinced this was entertaining at the start. Um, sure.
1: I will say Kate. that fight with like the kind of goblin guy or whatever where he like hooks him with the
0: oh uh yeah the goblin guy that was a a quasi no uh, Dr Jekyll and Mr. Hyde that was Hyde
1: Dr Jekyll yeah that was yeah my, yeah where he shoots the shoots the grappling hook through him and then comes to the ground and pulls him down like that was pretty that was all right that's kind of fun
0: mm. oh by the way, I was wrong it was uh do Grace Scott. Was almost but the, Wolverine,
1: but the the uh,
0: and also I was the wrong design. again.
1: The design is so bad. Like it's like they didn't even have like a drawing or anything in mind. They were just like gener- generic creature. <sighs>
0: Whatever. Sorry, I I want to correct myself. So um, Richard Roxborough played the second bad guy in Mission Impossible. The, the the henchman to the main bad guy. It's the main bad guy, in Mission Impossible. Uh, who was almost Wolverine? So, interesting. Just want to set the record straight. Okay, back to this movie. Uh, it's <laughs> it's that creature design. It's just so bad, and, and and we watched Spawn not too long ago, right? Those effects I can forgive more, I think, because like it was still in that uh, you know late '90s. They sort of cool, aesthetics.
1: They look, they look cool to me. Yeah, I think Spawn looks fucking cool. But in this
0: movie, it's just shot so poorly, and the effects are trying to look good, but they're obviously not good, and it looks weird. Like Van Helsing- if there was any
1: artistry behind the effects. Like maybe it could save them, but like they're not trying to do anything interesting with the effects.
0: Like maybe the worst effect in this movie is Frankenstein. And his design, the Frankenstein's monster. Excuse me, yeah. <laughs> like that. That shit sucks. Like it, it. There's no artistry behind that. It's. It's just a. It's just a blob of a man. Yeah. Like with green goo coming out of him, and that's it. It's poorly designed CG characters. <sighs> um. Yeah. It's, was this a, based on a comic
1: book or anything?
0: I don't know. That's a good question. It's. It was written by. Um, Stephen Summers, written and directed. I think he's the sole oh. writer. And it says here, based on Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman. Uh, three separate properties. <laughs> so I do believe this is an original, in quotes, this is, idea from Steven Summers.
1: This is the first attempt at the Dark Universe. Is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, they, they, they've made a few Dark Universe, in quotes, movies. Uh, Oh, but no, you're right, though. It's the first Dark Universe movie where all these monsters are in one movie in the modern times, right? In modern times. Because I can't think of one in, like, the 90s that has, like, Frankensteins there, then, you know, Wolfman, and then also Dracula. Yeah, they're really going for something here. They really wanted just to put all their chips in and go, okay, this is it. This is the IP. They'll bring all the universal monsters together. It's going to be great. Let's give it to Steven Summers. He knows how to make these kinds of movies. These action. Summer the Blockbusters. Mummy's the mummy's good. Done it. Why wasn't the mummy in here? That's a un- isn't that a universal uh, good, monster movie? Good question.
1: Yes. The mummy oh. is one of them. Um
0: I don't know. I mean, I I don't even know what else to say. This is just a bad this this was just a bad, a bad choice, a bad decision on my part. Alright? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a Mia Copa. And also I don't want to go long on this because I also didn't realize <laughs> that our sister show, uh, Cinema to the Letter, also did, like, you know, a full episode on Van Helsing. Not too long ago. <laughs> I
1: that, that was my joke earlier when I said egregious. <laughs> egregious? It was on oh. their egregious episode of Cinema to the Letter.
0: Well, I'm sorry I missed it. Uh, so, uh, Tommy, if you're listening, sorry to write on your coattails, Okay. I, I I just blanked, and I didn't realize a Van Helsing episode is also on the network. This is not going to be titled Van Helsing, by the way, okay? It's going to be titled something else, this episode. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about in regards to the shitty movie Van Helsing?
1: Are those... Did, did Are those Underworld movies any good? No, I don't like those movies. <laughs> I was going to say, like, hey, at least Kate Beckinsale had something else, but...
0: I. Uh... I, I I'll well, say, she
1: did. I mean, it was a franchise, so...
0: I'll say, like, the first scene with Kate Beckinsale, I was like, oh, Kate Beckinsale. Oh,
1: mama mia.
0: <laughs> hey, it's a spicy meatball. Uh, but no, I think she I think she can be good. I think she's the capability of being good. I think in some scenes she's interesting and it, it's it's a cool character. But for the most part, no. It's, uh, it's, it is overall very dull, what they do with her character, especially at the end. That is the... Oh, again... I don't want to run too long with this movie. The end is one; it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a movie. It's it. I'm just gonna spoil it. Who cares? So she dies. Kate Beckinsale dies for no reason, really. Um, so Van Helsing, Hugh Jackman, you know, burns her <laughs> body like on a cliff, uh, you know, looking out to the ocean yeah. as yeah. he as he burns her. He turns around, looks up at the sky, and there she is. Her big, beautiful face is up in the clouds. think she winks at him. (laughs) Then he nods, puts his hat back on. Roll credits. It's so fucking dumb.
1: I don't know how you could write that and then actually follow through with it. How many people uh, have to sign off on that and say, yeah, good idea, bud? Yeah, good idea.
0: Good, yeah. Let's, let's put Kate Beckinsale's...
1: And speaking of bad effects, like, up in her the in the clouds, like, it's barely noticeable. Like... Yeah, they, they really focus on those clouds for a long time. And I was trying to make out images and I was like, OK, is there something there <laughs> until all of a sudden her face does just kind of appear overlaid over the clouds. It doesn't even like she's made nope. out of the clouds.
0: Yeah. And like there's some stuff happening. There's like some action going on with her and somebody else. Maybe because like she says that line earlier because her again. I'm trying to move past this movie, but there's that scene where she talks about her brother, and then her brother, the Wolfman, dies, and then she goes, Oh, I'm going to see him in another life or whatever. I think that's supposed to happen in the clouds. I think there's like her and her brother are reunited <laughs> in the clouds, but I have the same problem you had, Siobhan. I didn't know what's going on. It's like, What is that? What's going <laughs> I tried, to, and I have a good TV. I was near, I was, I, was, I, 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 it's an Apple TV, it's a 4K clarity is amazing but i have no fucking idea what's happening until like her face just appeared you know <laughs> and then that because i was looking at clouds for like a minute straight it seems like with like some shit going on and then her big face I know, they're anyway.
1: there for so long it's it, it, horrible just horrible bad, really uh, bad movie. so sorry I, I can't find anything redeeming in it no uh i'll still give it like two stars <laughs> I did give it two. I don't know why I gave it two.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know, I after having this conversation, you've opened my eyes. I think I'm going to drop it down to like one and a half
1: because I, I think I might as well.
0: I, I uh, it's I, I put it on as I was working, and sometimes when I when I do that, a movie does catch my attention, and rarely has a movie just just been background noise for me as this. Like th- this was just nothing in the background for me for like two hours straight. Two hours and ten minutes. It's too long, too. Uh, okay. Anyway, Ben Helsing, bad movie. It is, in fact, egregious. Uh, what else did we see? I mean, Siobhan, you messaged me. You said, let's watch another yeah. movie. Let's watch another vampire movie.
1: Uh, yeah, I came up with the idea of... Since you were nervous about the Tommy thing, how he had already covered Van Helsing, I was just like, okay, let's do Van Helsing still because I I had already watched it, <laughs> yeah. and, and so, but I, but I came up and I said, hey, how about we just both watch on our own, just pick a random vampire movie, don't tell us what, the, and we'll talk about it randomly on this show, like like independent of each other, pick a vampire movie, without yeah. telling the other person. Yeah. So Marcelo, you picked a vampire movie, I assume.
0: Uh, yeah. I it's not the. Uh, but but hold on, just just to be clear, you also did this, right? You 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 sought out a vampire movie,
1: right? Uh, sorry. I think I'm going through a tunnel. Uh, <laughs> you're breaking up. well uh, what did you ask me there?
0: So I just want to make it clear, because I did see a vampire movie this week. I didn't necessarily pick it. I'll get into that in a second, but I did watch another vampire movie this week. Okay. Now, my question to right. you is, Siobhan, did you also see another vampire movie?
1: Yeah, still not catching this one.
0: Oh, God. Uh, oh, I know what's going on here. So you didn't end up seeing another vampire movie is what I'm hearing.
1: <laughs> nah, no, I couldn't so, find the time to the idea, it
0: <laughs> Okay, the idea that you gave to me, that you suggested, that you said, hey, Marcelo, let's watch another vampire movie. And I go, all right, friend, let's do this. <laughs> You didn't up doing that. You did, not, you did not take the time to watch another vampire movie.
1: Okay. I didn't. I was going to watch the Buffy movie, I did, but I didn't.
0: In honor of uh, another death we haven't talked about, uh, uh, uh,
1: Pee-wee Herman. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. That's yeah. why I was going to, but I didn't end up getting to it. Yeah. Um, I did watch uh, Pee-wee's, uh, the, the, the Netflix one. I can't remember what it's called. Big Top? No, it's not Big Top. Anyway, I watched uh, the- Yeah, the,
0: Big Top peewee no that's the sequel Um, that's that's the sequel uh peewee's big holiday that's the one
1: yeah peewee's big holiday i did rewatch that and that's that that was a great time Uh, rest
0: in peace paul rubens by the way um
1: absolutely uh okay so
0: i guess i'll talk about two movies now (laughs) siobhan take a back seat uh because i did i did see two Uh, movies
1: rest my head back for a bit yeah
0: just take a nap here Uh, I did see Voyage of Demeter. I'll talk about that in a second. But this past week, I didn't know what I was going to see. But I knew I had time to watch a movie. I was thinking of seeing 30 Days of Night. I've never seen it. I've always wanted to see it. um, But it wasn't on a streaming service that I had. So, that's not a question. So, I just dragged my ass to the theater to watch a movie. Um, it, It was a secret movie that the Animal Draft House was playing. Remember I said there weren't any you know special screenings or there weren't a lot of special screenings uh um, yeah in austin apparently there are because i went to one this past week i saw speaking of alternate versions too i saw ganja and hess but i saw an alternate version of ganja and hess now ganja and hess do you know anything about ganja a and what? hess siobhan ganja and no, hess. i have no clue okay so, I was also unaware of this until maybe... Ganja.
1: Okay, I know, I know what this is
0: about. <laughs> so, Ganja and Hess. I first heard about this movie maybe like two, three years ago. Um, it just celebrated uh, its 50th anniversary this past year. Uh, starring um, Dwayne Jones. who also starred in Night of the Living Dead. It stars an all-black cast... Um, it is, it's directed by a black filmmaker, Bill Gunn. Uh, so Ganjin Hess, uh, w- premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, um, in a, in a two hour, no, sorry. In a 113 minute cut, the original cut of the movie. Uh, so that was a hit at the Cannes Film Festival. And, um, so then it came to the U S uh, and it bombed. This this movie, so the producers were like, okay, we paid this director, uh, you know, to to make a movie, and he gave us like a weird experimental, you know, movie um, about like bloodsuckers, and it's it's confusing and it's very experimental. We we don't like this. Let's make it into a normal movie. So they gave it to another film director to recut it as Double Possession. So that's what I saw. I saw Double Possession. The alternate version of Ganjan Hess. I've never seen Ganjan Hess, the original version. So this is the first time I've ever watched Ganjan Hess is in this alternate cut. And still, watching this alternate cut, i say Ganjan Hess is great. It's amazing. It's legit. It's so atmospheric. It's so like what I want in like this like pre-80s like horror movie style. Uh, very low budget and it, it just it just feels creepy as hell um and I, I should I should have said this at the beginning I'm not into vampire movies <laughs> I have course I have sort of like a blood phobia um where I can't stand oh, wow, really? It, 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 but it's very specific I don't like seeing people drink blood like straight from other people I don't know what that is. But that just creeps me out. I don't like it. I, I I can have blood drawn. Like, I can see blood and think, okay, that's blood, that's fine. But the specific act of drinking blood from human to human, I don't like that. And there's a lot of that in Ganjin Hess. <laughs> um, and also, you know, Voyage of Demeter, which I'll get to here in a bit. So I did not have a great week in that regard of my little blood phobia. But Ganjin Hess, or Double Possession, as, as it's called, too. Fantastic. Seek it out. Uh, uh, I, I'm gonna go watch the original cut of Ganjin Hess uh, because apparently this cut that I saw, Double Possession, they they cut out 40 minutes from the movie and then added 20 minutes, so it falls around like I think 80, 85 minutes. Uh, this version, a lot shorter. Apparently, it's like structure different. Um, but I guess the original Ganjin Hess, like I said, apparently more experimental. I can feel that this movie, when it came out, people were like, oh, we've never seen this before. Like, we've never seen this type of movie before. Um, And even nowadays, I'm like, yeah, this type of movie is what I want to see in, like, horror movies. Um, So, yeah, Ganjin Hess is great. Uh, I don't think this version of Ganjin Hess is available, like, readily, uh, uh, really. I think it was on VHS. Maybe Maybe it's on YouTube, this double possession cut. But that's what I saw this week. To my surprise, I go. Oh, it's a vampire movie. I don't. I don't, I don't have to see another vampire movie because I just saw this. So that was my other perhaps, vampire movie.
1: Perhaps it's on the Criterion as like a bonus.
0: Perhaps I'm not sure if they do eventually release uh, uh, Ganja and Hess like on Criterion because I think there's a Blu-ray. But it is a Criterion, right? I think. Oh, it was. It was on the Criterion Channel. Um, oh my bad. Yeah, uh, but I don't think it's on there anymore. Ganja and Hess. Uh, but if they ever do like a deluxe 4k edition they should get this cut on there because apparently it's a lot different um but anyway double possession aka ganjan hess that's what i saw i recommend it and spike lee apparently remade this movie in 2014 um and that was called the sweet blood of jesus which i hear is, is pretty good i haven't seen that yeah yeah uh, but yeah well and like, like I guess it's 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 creepy the main plot is uh this um anthropologist finds this like uh bone spur or something like uh um like I guess a a bone carved out into a knife and he gets stabbed by it it becomes like this vampire who uh, he uh, it's a vampire like creature he just walk around in the daylight and just act like normal but he has to drink blood to survive and that's the character of hess and then ganja is a woman who um who is the wife of somebody who he ends up devouring so they end up having a relationship by the end of the movie uh very good again i'll say watch ganja and hess i certainly will be that's that i did my homework siobhan so take that
1: now and you brought an interesting one to the table. so I did. Yeah, you, you did it for both of us.
0: Yeah. So, the voyage of Demeter, or should I say the last voyage
1: of the Demeter? I saw that. Uh, well, you tell me, was it the last <laughs> voyage of the Demeter? Did I the can't, Demeter live on? I can't confirm it was the last voyage of the Demeter. Oh, no. That's so sad.
0: I saw this at a press screening last night, and I'm rushing here to the mic to give you a review Uh, Siobhan and the listeners I saw it ask me anything you want about the movie Siobhan ask me anything about the last voyage of the Demeter
1: does the Dracula look as stupid as he does in the trailers
0: (laughs) yes and no (laughs) okay yeah
1: interesting
0: I'll, I'll say first first thing it is a good movie I liked it more than I thought it would Maybe it's because I had very low expectations um, coming in. Also, the runtime is a is a is a straight two hours. So I'm like, okay, maybe solid. Man, a solid. Actually, it's a it's a 119. So a little like a one minute below a solid two hours. A little worried. I'm like, okay, you know, a, a vampire movie in a boat. You know, I wonder if it'll keep my attention for two hours. It did. I thought it was a little slow at the beginning, but I think the entire movie is purposefully paced where it's not like constant you know action, vampires, you know blood sucking. There is some tension. It is slow building, um, but it picks up. I was totally invested in the characters uh, who yeah, it the it, 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 it's 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 based on one chapter and in, in Dracula. Okay? In, in Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, the, the captain's log in that book. And yeah, it tells a story about this crew going from, um, where are they going from? I guess Transylvania to London. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're transporting Dracula's coffin unbeknownst to them from Transylvania to London. And then, of course, in that trip, uh, Dracula wakes up and starts eating the crew. That's the plot. But I was invested. I was invested in the characters. I was invested in uh, Dracula himself. <laughs> I mean, the character design is, is weird and dumb sometimes. But effective at, at other points. Sometimes they use practical effects, which is great.
1: Okay.
0: Interesting. I think Some of the effects in regards to the deaths, very, 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 very good. I, I, I was impressed by how gruesome some of this movie is.
1: What, what what's the tone is it more uh is it more horror or is it kind of actiony or it's it's more horror
0: i can compare it to like alien three uh mm-hmm. where <laughs> i think though is not impressed uh it's i have it's, not seen it
1: oh so no I don't know.
0: maybe we should watch alien three then maybe, maybe we should probably we'll, we'll do that for next week
1: I'm missing the two Alien movies. I haven't seen that or Resurrection.
0: But yeah, it's 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 about like this <laughs> this this crew of misfits trying to survive against a monster, uh, um, and yeah, it, it to me yeah very similar to like an Alien Three or just a monster. It's it's a monster movie, but also does take its time getting to the kills, and in that time, I think the character development. Is there and I and I and I'm fully invested. I I, I buy it. I, I think it it's well worth seeing and I don't think it's boring. That's the one word I want to avoid. It's not boring. I've heard that criticism already. So I'm rolling my eyes at that. I don't think it's a boring movie. I just think it's slow in a methodical way. And deliberate. Uh, deliberate. It's del- it's deliberately slow. But that's the tone. It's very atmospheric in that way. Um, but yeah, it, it is a little goofy. The ending is certainly goofy. Um, but I think overall it works. I recommend it. Go watch it. Because I want... Is
1: Dracula, is Dracula a, always feral or do we see man Dracula? Uh, you might see a man Dracula. Mm,
0: okay. That, I, I don't want to spoil it, but... You might, I mean... Do you you remember him having a a cane?
1: I do, kind of.
0: We might see that cane in The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, oh, the iconic cane. The iconic cane. And we might see, dare I say, a top hat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Abraham Lincoln's top
0: hats. Uh, But yeah, but that's The Last Voyage of Demeter. I'm glad everybody waited... An hour for that review, for me talking about it for five minutes.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, but it's good. Uh, 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 Cor- uh, Corey Hawkins, good. Do you know who's? Do you know who's good in this? Who uh, uh, we should always be talking about? For uh, sure. David Dasmalachin. Ma- das- I can't pronounce his name, but you Desnalkian know who, Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, the Dot Man and Dot Man, right? Or Spot? Uh, yeah. Guy.
0: Polka Dot Man.
1: Polka Dot Man.
0: And uh, he's uh, he's in Dune, and he's in, uh, of course, The Dark Knight. He's in Blade Runner 2049.
1: He's, he's in a bunch of great like movies. A, he's a charming guy. He came on Last Drive-In once, uh, and they had him <laughs> holding a snake, I think, and he was very uncomfortable the entire time. <laughs>
0: uh, but but uh, he's one of those great character actors, and he was, like when he first appeared in the movie, I'm like, wait, who's that? That looks familiar. And I go, oh, it's that guy. So he's graduated to being complete that guy status, like a, like a Shea uh, Wigum, like like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. I, uh, is there anything else you want me to answer? I, I'm here to answer all your last Voyage of Demeter questions,
1: Siobhan. Uh. I, I got time um, for one more. One more question. One more question. Uh. I'm looking through this cast list here. <laughs> Oh, the director, Andre Ordal. Oh, he's done some good work. Has he? Troll Hunter. Okay. Autopsy of Jane Doe. Scary stories to tell in the dark. All movies I've heard good things about. Well, sounds like this one's a uh, uh, one, to, one to watch when you get home. <laughs> when it gets home. You don't have to go this to the one's one This one's a one
0: to watch. One. It's a universal picture, so I'm sure it'll be, it'll be on Peacock soon enough what's going to be my rubric here help me out siobhan like uh do, do i just well, say
1: it gets you my did used to have the stamp of approval ah we've done that before have we, we done we used the, to the have seal that. of approval yeah. yeah we had the we've had that for our shows i think like we had the the uh have a nice apocalypse seal of approval is a joke. <laughs> okay <laughs> So now here's the Talk Film Society. No, we had our our individual, no, that's what it was. We had our individual seals of approval. You had the Marcello seal of approval and the Miesseer of approval. And if you got both, then that was (laughs) a nice (laughs) (laughs) podcast.
0: So the last voyage of the Demeter gets a Marcello seal of approval. Go
1: see it. That's great. That's great.
0: Honestly, I had a good time seeing it in a theater. Uh, So why can't you, huh? And, if, and I don't want to hear anybody coming back at me personally saying, Marcelo, you were wrong. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I hope you like it. Do you know who else liked it? Stephen King. Do you know who else liked it? Guillermo del Toro. Go at them. Don't go at me. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I know more about horror than Stephen King and Guillermo del Toro. Come on. Who do you think? Go to about? hell. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that's where we should leave off unless you got yes. a game for us I, I, I,
0: oh shit <laughs> I did have one game okay oh, <laughs> I gotta go to the movie theater here in a few minutes uh, box office Meg, game the Meg 2
1: made $140 million
0: okay box office game uh, uh, Shavon. so I, I, I looked up genre keyword vampire so <laughs> the top 10 grossing vampire movies
1: domestically Van Helsing, it's in there.
0: Van Helsing, number nine. You got it. Number nine. All right. Can you guess Uh, the number one?
1: Guess the number one at least. Number one. Number the number one vampire film.
0: Domestic. Uh, Blade. No, Blade is number fourteen. Keep guessing. Come on, Uh, hurry
1: up. Okay. What are vampire movies? Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, eleven. That's eleven. Eleven. Son of a bitch. Uh, fucking vampire movies. Uh, Thirty Days of Night. Definitely not. Uh,
0: that was 21. Keep going.
1: <laughs> Come on, vampire movies. I can think of them. Uh, okay, uh, you want a hint? I guess.
0: In the top 10, there are five vampire movies from the same franchise.
1: The Dracula Untold. No, you have two more. From guests. the same franchise? Yeah. A franchise of vampire. Mo- oh, Underworld. Nope. What? What fucking franchise? It's vampires and has five movies in it
0: you're gonna be upset when i tell you this twilight you got it twilight <laughs> that's it all the twilight movies so that's n- it number five twilight number four breaking down part one number three breaking down part two number two new moon <laughs> number one eclipse yeah okay that's top five all I got right there uh last few minutes here before i have to take off Siobhan, what are we doing next week? I looked it up. Blue What's Beetle. Up? What's the movie? Blue Beetle's coming Blue out. Beetle. And also Strays is coming out.
1: Uh, that, that's
0: dire, man. I know. Listen, I, I say we don't have to commit to anything now. Let's let's just say that's... Sure. That's, we'll figure that yeah, out later. We'll, we'll figure it out. That's next week, though. Next week is Blue Beetle and Strays. We'll come up with a movie that'll tie into one of those, and we'll talk. For the record, I think
1: Blue Beetle will be good. but uh,
0: uh, You know what? I'm going to see it in spite of you. How about that? And I'll report back. In, in spite of me? I think it'll be good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think Blue Beetle will be a fun time okay. for you at the movie theater. Well,
0: le- uh, let's see if it gets Marcello's seal of approval. Um, we'll see. Okay. What if
1: that's the one movie I went to this <laughs>
0: You skip Barbie, Oppenheimer, and you skip Mission Impossible. (laughs) You skip The Last Voyage Voyage of Demeter, the one movie I said was Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Nope, you're going to go see Blue Beetle. (laughs) Let's go see this fucking Iron Man ripoff. Now he's blue. Uh, All right, that's the show. Siobhan, plugs? No. Okay. Uh, Talkfromsociety.com. Go listen to all the other shows on the network. Talkfromsociety on... Uh, blue sky I barely use that on, uh, how about twitter or x or instagram I don't know follow us uh, I'll, I'll get better at the social media after I find a job <laughs> that's what I'm trying <laughs> to do for the next two months is find a job uh, anyway uh, long live the unions uh, now it's time for a signature catchphrase here we go hey See you at the movies nope never say that <laughs> uh-huh.